Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of the Coin Shop Podcast with me, KDJ, my brother Matthew Duncan, and a special guest all the way across the pond, <laughs> Barcelona. One of my very best friends and just a great human being, Ryan Fisher, is here with us today. Thank you, Ryan, for coming and sitting in on the Coin Shop Podcast. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited. Me and you both. Been uh, been pretty pumped up about this one. So, uh Ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the U.S. Coins and Jewelry Studios in Houston, Texas, the Duncan Brothers, Kenny and Matthew proudly present the most valuable audio you'll ever hear. It's time for the Coin Shop Podcast. The family, you're no stranger to this building, right? I of mean, course, of course. Ryan, I, Ryan, and for some of you guys that don't know, Ryan spent 12 years uh, in our company. Um, Worked downstairs in the retail shop as many people start off and worked his way all the way up um, to, you know, basically second chair. Um, was there for a long time, you know, did some really great work and, um, you know, was just always, you know, always a guy, a very measured guy, a guy that's just, you know, did what he said he was going to do. But I don't have to sit here and tell you guys. Anybody that knows Ryan knows that Ryan's a good dude um, and um, even a better friend. So we're glad to have him here. And, um, you know, we'll explore a little bit about, you know, Ryan took a leap. Ryan took a leap of faith. Ryan, um, you know, turned his back on corporate America, basically. <laughs> gave the finger to corporate America and said, I'm going to do this on my own. And um, I, I see a lot of people doing that these days. Just recently, in the last couple, I would just say two months, I've seen a few, um, you know, maybe stand out to break out from their companies and start their own coin shop or, you know, want to do their own thing, which is great. Um, and that's why I thought Ryan was a perfect guest today because he'll be able to kind of give us some of the pitfalls and give us some of the glory and some of the, you know, give us some um, or give some of you guys, because I'm not going anywhere, but give some of you guys um, – you know, maybe a heads up, you know, as to what to look for, you know, bullets to dodge um, and ways to maybe make it easier for you guys. So um, I expect a great show today and um, let's get right into it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's do it. So what's up? Uh, man, just home visiting. You know, I live in Barcelona now. I've been there for uh, five years. Uh, man, it's been five years already. May will be five wow. years. Yeah. It's crazy. I actually left U.S. coins right at a little over five years ago. Five, you know, actually not even five years. December will be five years. Um, oh. Kind of knew what I wanted to do, knew what, that I wanted to move to Barcelona. I wanted to do something different. Um, went on my own. I was here about six months. And, yeah, then I made the leap. I moved there in May of 2018 and started doing – yeah, I wanted to learn a different part of the market. I wanted to – we had focused so much on one specific thing, except especially in the wholesale department. Yeah. I wanted to learn ancients and world and – see the world a little bit. I think a big part of it for me was not just um, business. It was also that I wanted a little bit of a balance in my life. I didn't want to wake up at 70, 80 years old and go, what if? Um, so that was a big springboard for me, not wanting to regret something in the future. Right. Yeah. And you and I have both been in some instances where, you know, you, you, t you get to take a look at that 
you know, it's not, it wasn't very cookie cutter for us. No, not (laughs) at all. And the path to get there wasn't cookie cutter. Not at all. So it's, it's easy to look and take a step back and say, okay, you know, is this what I want to do for the next 20 years? Yep. Right. So basically that was the impasse, right? Yeah. And, and you said no. (laughs) <laughs> you yeah, said, yeah. I want to do yeah. something different, right? <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, all right. Well, so, and, and also, I think in that decision, I always said, well, what's the worst case scenario? I don't like it. I hate it. I hate Barcelona. And I go, I move right back to Houston where all my friends and family are and yeah. Yeah. and figure it out, you know? Yeah. So there's there was always that, I guess, uh, that safety net underneath me. And, and you're and a hireable still guy. Yeah, and you're, still is. Yeah, you're a hireable guy too, yeah. right? You're going to... I you, hope so. Yeah. If, it ever, if it ever gets to that. <laughs> but I'm saying if you... No, if yeah. you... And I think there's plenty of people, plenty of big companies that if you were to hit the open market and sure. people would be... So that's... Yeah, that's also, you know... Um, you had the perfect, you know, family situation. You were... Your son got... Your son graduated. Yep. You know, those are, you know, these are things where like some of the guys, you know, it's like some of these guys are going to be listening to this podcast, do this before you have kids. Yeah. Or, or, say, or have kids at, at really young like I did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, there's no way. Yeah. It's hard to even take a trip. To even, exactly. Uh, yeah. It's hard. And, and that was a, a big factor to, for me as well. Like yeah. my son had graduated. I had had a child young. Yep. And when you have to be so responsible, so young, I had never, you know, I, I didn't go to spring break. Yeah. I was in college and, and I was working. Yeah. On the side, like there was no, there was no crazy stories when I was really young. So yeah, once he graduated and I was like, Hey, I got you to where you need to be. Yeah. Um, let me go enjoy my life a little bit. Yeah. Just try it. So. Yeah. And I, I think that foreign uh, coin market and ancients are so interesting. I mean, and so, so different. Co- yeah. It's so and so cool. different. I mean, you know, just we're so used to buying slabs here. Well, slabs yeah. there are frowned upon. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're getting bigger. You're, you're, right. you're getting, you know, with having NGC in Germany and you're definitely seeing more slabs, especially in auctions. Sure. But. Well, a lot of the retail market, they're, well, the, they're you know. The oh, grading standard is completely different. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which they, is a good thing yeah. if you're an American dealer and buying coins in Germany as well sometimes. No doubt. Yeah. But listen, there's retail customers there that they'll buy a slab and they'll crack it out in front of you. Yeah. And they'll put in their collection. They don't care about the slab. Yeah, it's all about the, the coin. Yeah. They want the yeah. coin. That's cool. Which, I mean, deep down is really what it should be about. I mean. Yeah. That's, yeah. They're, they're like, they're true, knowledgeable retailer. They look at the coin. They don't care what that slab says. Yeah. If I, go, this is the look that I'm looking for. If I look at a coin, look it up at Coin Archives or something, and I'm looking, you know, trying to trying to figure out what to buy something for over the counter, that's obviously a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and, and I want some real auction records, you know, with a real comp. Um it's funny to see the way that, you know, what a choice VF is in European standards and what a choice XF is in European standards versus yeah. what, you know, maybe a mint state 63 or four is NTC, here. <laughs> right. And you're like, Oh, shnikes. Um, and I actually, I remember I, I bought a, um, so I bought a Caesar and it was a mint state five, five. I mean, it was a stud, you know, yeah. it was yeah. like an $80,000 coin. Remember? I remember uh, it's beautiful. I, the guy came into the store. was like, I want 45 grand for this coin. I'm like, Holy shit. You know, I was like, but I, I bought it because yeah. after the research, I just figured it had to be, you know, like a sixty seventy thousand dollars coin. Sure. Um, a, a, an auction house, which I won't speak their name, but they Voldemort. <laughs> yeah, they like they uh, they kind of kind of kind of goofed me around a little bit, and um, remember that. Yeah. yeah it took- and I remember 
you know, so I reached out to another auction house and we were talking about the coin specifically and they were talking about the, the person that would probably buy this coin is going to be a European buyer and they're not going to grade that coin consistently with what it was graded. So you have to think about that in this, you know. So I actually met another auction house overseas, which is who I use now for all those coins now and all those those type of coins. Um, and I took a bath on that coin. On did that. you really? Yeah, I did. I mean, I say I took a bath. I mean, you didn't make what you thought you were going to make. I mean, I lost money. Okay. But when it was all said and done, when it was all yeah. said and done after it, fees and, but in the time, and this is just one thing. And this is one, one of the reasons why I love this podcast. And it's because we made a mistake. Yep. I made a mistake, right? I got too jumpy I told too many people. I got too many opinions. And now people know where the coin's coming from. They know the source. They they feel like it's not fresh, maybe. I needed to shut my mouth. Yeah. For a calculated person like you, it... You were I, a little out of your. It was out of my league. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I was. Yeah. I kind of got it out yeah. of my element because yeah. was was that the most expensive um, ancient coin you'd bought up to that point? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, for sure, by far, sure. Yeah. And you know, for me to stroke it's a check a scary for forty five grand, I mean, it's forty five grand, but still, I was like, dude, that one. And this is five six years ago. Yeah, I mean, this was you know, forty five grand was a little bit different, <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we were and sure what's check. that coin worth today? Hundred twenty grand. I wow. say one twenty. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, it, it was the top. It was the top. Uh, it was top pop. Oh, right? it was, no, it was right? finest. No, it was far. AU sure. star stud. No, I thought it was a mint state. Star. It was a mint state star. Okay. okay. You know what? Maybe it was an AU star. But we, I mean, the coin looked mint state. I think that was a little bit, but either way, it was the finest. It, it was, was finest. Yeah. Yeah. Any, yeah. yeah. And I, you know, anyway, I didn't know what I was doing, you know, and I should have done, you know, I should have done better homework and not consulted as many people as I did. So I learned a valuable lesson there. Yeah. Um, but it had a cool, I mean, he had a really cool story, he, right? Family story. Yeah, he did. Yeah. That. He had a yeah. badass yeah. story. He had the problem customer. Well, yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> no, he the listen, we, we were like, dude, we bought some cool shit from that guy. Yeah. So it all worked out in the end. Of course. For sure. I bought, I bought a tube of 20 original Texas, you know, 3060s, 37Ss, 38Ps, all beautiful commands. Yeah. A lot of 7, 7 plus CACs. Well, I think this is something that people tend to overlook, right? Exactly what you just said. Like, all right, I lost money on this one coin with this guy. I gave him what he asked for. Yeah. We developed a long-term relationship. Yeah. And if there's any advice I can give to anybody starting in this industry, whether it be working for a company or, or for yourself, develop those long-term relationships. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't, don't go, oh, I can... I can get a big score on this guy right now. Going to Europe is really tough to, as an American dealer that's never been over there. And my favorite thing in the world is whenever a dealer underprices a coin to me. Yeah. And I've never done business with them. And I go, I can pay you double that, man. I can pay you double and make money. And they grab the coin back and they look at it and they're like, you'll pay double? Yeah, I'll pay double. Okay. From that day on, every time I walk by the guy's table, yeah. hey, hey, come here, let me show you something. Hey, yeah. let me show you something. That's the Kenny Duncan Sr. special right there. I learned that from your father, 100%. Yeah. I remember your dad telling me stories and, and always told me, you never take advantage of somebody in this business. Yeah. Never. If I find, yeah. He's like, if you pay too much for a coin, I'm not going to be happy, but I'm not going to lose it. If I find out you rip somebody off, you're done. Yeah. yeah. And if that guy finds out, he's never going to do business with you again. He'll never do business with you again. He'll be like, oh, man, I underpriced like, that I, coin. I underpriced that coin and on he knew accident. It too. Absolutely, and and then he'll he might not say anything to you, but he'll he'll you'll go to ask him for more coins, and he'll say no, I don't have anything for it, you. It all comes down to being fair, yeah. right? And that's 
You got to make money. Yeah. We're, we're all in this to make money. You got to make money. There, there's a fair spread for you. There's a fair, a fair spread sure. for the customer. You know, a lot of people don't take into consideration the work, the time, you know, tying up money. Yep. You know, I mean, money comes at a premium. Sure. Right. I mean, yeah. grading coins comes at a premium. It yep. doesn't Shipping always, and insurance and all of that. You have to pay people take to, a lot of risk. Yeah. You know, people don't realize how much risk is involved yeah. in this business. Say so there's a lot more money and all the time and everything in the risk than logistics, yeah. you know, setting up Sometimes. logistics, you know, what you spend on your program to feed this coin, how much your production costs or what your handling costs and putting the coin in. Yep. You know, and there's just so many different facets. And that's why, you know, it's easy when you have a fair margin, like here, this is my buy, this is my sell. It's a very easy spread. Yep. And if you'd have told that guy, yeah, I can pay you double because I can sell it for X, yep. then it makes sense to him. And yep. he's like, okay, well, I can trust you. This is a guy that I want to do yeah. business exactly. with. Exactly. He's knowledge. Right? He must know something I don't. And Right. Yeah. Or well, he knows more, more important than that, he, he he's honest enough not to go, oh, I can make, yeah. I can triple my money here. Sure. And now he wants to do business with me. Yeah, let me go rip and, this guy every time I this, see him. Listen, the same yeah. way people talk bad behind people's backs, people talk good behind people's backs too. Sure. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing like, oh, you know that new guy? Like, oh man, he, you know, he, he did me a solid. Yeah. yeah. So it's true. But it comes down to, like we says, being fair, right? Absolutely. That's one thing we preach, be fair. Sure. It's just, it's too easy to be fair. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, it's even easier to not be fair, but. If you yep. just try a little bit harder to be fair, it's going to be okay. Well, and I, yeah. we could always find examples of people that have been not fair, and we all know what happens. Yeah, I'm later. not mention names, but yeah, but yeah. where they are today or where yeah. they've been multiple times. Yeah, a little you karma, know. or yeah. what people say about yeah. them on the board floor. Yeah, when they show up to the table at a show, like, oh, great, yeah. you know, be careful. Yeah, you have two people stand over there watching yeah. them on the boxes and things yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we used like, to do that. Don't, don't show them. Yeah, don't show Certain them the power people. box. Oh, yeah. I mean, heck yeah, I remember. You know, don't. uh you know, if this guy's going to look at your power box, you know, I want you sitting down. I want you watching over. You standing like up a, over the shoulder. Like you're handing boss. them boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah, that's the way it is. And that's, you know, it's kind of like a jacket. That's the jacket. That's your, sure. that's what happens. Your dad always told me, he's like, Ryan, it's going to take you years to build a reputation in this business. Yeah. It's going to take one deal to ruin it. To ruin, yeah. yeah. And he told me that he must've told me that a hundred times. Yeah. And it was something I took to heart for sure. Yeah. We're going to get the old man on the podcast. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I'd love to watch that one. Yeah. I hope nobody tells him that I call him an old man, but uh, (laughs) we are going to get him. You know, it's funny because he mentioned to me the other day, he said, when are you going to get me on there? And I said, I never thought you would go on there. He He said that. Right. And I was like, I was like, we're going to get you on there next week. He's like, no, I'm not getting on that. Like, no, no, no. I was like, no, you open the door yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You called his bluff. That's what happened. No, we're going to bring it. We'll bring it. We'll set it up in his office one day, and we'll just, he'll just have to sit down in the chair and take it. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to watch that one. <laughs> I was going to say, he'll be the best. He'll sit there and uh, Can we get him saying some of his, uh, his famous sayings? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can. We can. We don't want to get... You guys get me frustrated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fact is, the fact is... Oh, wait. The fact is. Yeah, the fact is, right? Yeah. Isn't that what it is? Yeah, the fact is. Feaster Fannin. Feaster Fannin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. Um, so, so Europe, so Barcelona, five years. Yep. Um, going out on your own. I mean, obviously, you saved up cash. Yep. Right? This is, you know, you you had a business. Well, here's the thing. Were I to have a shop or something? You're I don't dead. think that. No. no. It, it, remember, this yeah. is, I had no employees. <laughs> I, I had no yeah. employees. Yep. This was just me. It was like, and I was moving to a cheap place to live. That was kind of my thing. I was like, I want to go do this on my own um, and keep my overhead as low as possible. Another thing I learned from your dad oh, yeah. would always preach about, you know, living within your means. Oh, right. And I was like, yeah. well, the lower the nut I have, the less I need to make to be happy, you know, so I only need to make this much a month to live a great life. It's going to be a little bit easier. Yeah. 
Yeah, so to that point, seeing some of these guys start these shops and stuff, and I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, how much capital do they think it takes to run a shop? I mean, more. He, what do you think? More. Well, let me mom, mom and pop shop. More mom and what? pop shop, you know, owner and one employee. Owner and one employee. Um, I mean, to buy all the deals. See, this is where it gets well, sticky. Exactly. Because you can buy that over-the-counter scrap and this deal and that deal. Right. But, what but what's going to happen whenever deal? that deal comes in? What at about the deal? A million bucks. Yeah. 1.5. Yeah. Now what are you doing? You're reaching out to one of the big guys that we all know will, will loan money in these deals. Yep. Now you're giving control to them. Yeah. yeah. You're passing them the coins. You're, yeah, you have a, a percentage of it, but how fast you can get paid, it's just a different thing. That's why, you know, that's why I say, and I see some of these guys, and I'm just like, you know, I don't understand how you think you can flip bullion, you can buy coin deals. Oh, you especially, can do yeah, all these bullion other, deals. Jeez. That bullion is, yeah. I mean, cash this eats cash up. I, mean, yeah. I know what it, I know what our overhead is. I know what it takes. Uh, you know, I know what our you know credit lines are. I know what our stuff is, and it's never enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's never. You've also Always. built a machine. Yeah, you've you've grown. I mean, I you know I went to work at U.S. Coins downstairs in 2006. Yeah, and uh, it's just a different monster. Yeah, you know, the last time I was here and I went to the back and just saw what you guys have created is amazing. Yeah, um, appreciate that. Smaller shop. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, how much cash do you? Do you have to have, I guess you can't buy all the deals. I think uh, an important thing is to have somebody you trust to be able to go to. It's yep. not going to screw you on that deal. Right. It's not going to just take all your, all your intellectual control over, you know, well, I want to send this to CAC. I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. You know, I, listen, we know some of these companies, they'll loan money out for the sole purpose of getting somebody to come work for them. No doubt. Yeah. You know, they'll let them get, yeah. dig a hole for themselves. Of course. Now, Bring bring your bring your butt on board, pay it down. Yeah, oh now you owe me half a mil, like, all right, well we're gonna put you to work and you're gonna go do shows for me. Yeah. Let's yeah, see how many uh, thirty seven D pennies you can make in eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's definitely not what I ever saw you doing and I um you know, and that and that's that's kind of this impasse is where, you know, I'm like really like when I see these guys, I'm like, you leave this big company where, you know, Instead of going in and saying, listen, I mean, I guess the question is, what do you need to make? The, the personal question is, what do you need to make to be okay? What sure. is your, you know, if you have that entrepreneurship where yeah. you're like, I just want to keep building, can keep growing. Yeah. Um, this probably isn't going to be your only revenue stream. Yeah. This is a good one. Yeah. But you need to have multiples, right? You Absolutely. can't, you've got to be invested in real estate. And not, not saying you have to, but it's a, it's good to have other things going yeah. on because yeah. this is a good, but it's a cash burner, you know, and yeah. you've got grading fees, you've got grading time, you've got CAC, you know, which thankfully with so the new balance. service, and it's a time it. investment. It's, it's not, something, that's my, it's not that's something that's ever going to run by itself. Locks your money up yeah. for, for a month sometimes, yeah. you know, and, but you're in there every day making these decisions and having to, you know, obviously you get good employees and make these decisions as well, but it's great whenever you have a business that runs itself. Yeah. And, sure. and you just but stick your head in once a week. Like, how's it going? All right, cool. Send me my check. Yeah. Well, you know how we would never do that. Yeah, oh, it's, it's impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible. That's what I'm saying. It, yeah. I don't think anybody can do that. Look at look at the heritages. These guys are still there. They've been doing this what? I think 40 years. They've had a heritage. Yeah, something around there. Yeah, and they're still there every day. Yeah, you mean forty Halperin, Halperin, and and yeah, and, yeah. yeah I mean, the, the founders. And, yeah, are still working be. every day. Got to be, and it's part of their DNA. It's like Kenny. Yeah, you know, oh, like, he'll never like, stop working. No, but but he has taken more. I say a backseat, but he's taken kind of. 
You know, he's got three sons who are capable that we're here every day. We work six days a week. Most of us, um, you know, in, in, you know, the ones that aren't working six days a week are working on their phones till nine o'clock at night. Sure. You know, you're working every, we're all, it's, it's always like, it's just, it becomes part of you. And if you're going to go and start your own business and you, and you succumb to that fact that it's going to, it has to be a part of you and you're going to be okay. Sure. If you try to separate it as a nine to five, it's not a nine to five. No, no, right? no, no. And that was, you know, one of the questions that, I, you know, like what was the difference? And I shouldn't ask you this because I already know the answer, but maybe I'll do it for the audience. But what's the difference in coming from a nine to five to basically being your own boss? Because essentially, in my opinion, you're working twice as much. Yeah. And you now you have, you had a buffer. Well, and you take for granted the machine that, your father had built. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about accounting, booking <laughs> flights. Yeah. I didn't have to worry about shipping. Yeah. I bought and sold insurance, getting insurance, having these meetings, um, all the things that I hate. Yeah. Infrastructure. I, yeah. I hate accounting. I hate having to go ship. I hate all these things. I love trading coins. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Still do. Yeah. Um, but all of a sudden you're responsible for all of that. All of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a lot too. But to answer your question, I, I think, you know, you, um, you need to set a goal. Like you said, like, what is my goal? Do I just want to live? Do I want to take a step back and kind of live a better life? Yeah. Spend more time with kids. And and just make X amount a month and I'm happy and that's it. Yeah. Or do I want to grow this into the next U.S. coins or whatever? Um, I didn't go, I didn't go out initially with that mentality. Like I really did. It was more of a quality of life thing. Um, Of course I wanted to grow and I knew yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're that was, I knew yeah. that, but yeah. I know that about you because of, by your personality. Because yeah. That was pre COVID too. So yeah, yeah, a lot more too, coin shows, a lot more, yeah, exactly. year, a lot more traveling. Well, and, right? and this is something we had kind of touched upon, uh, I think last night at dinner. Um, my wife makes bomb enchiladas. Oh man. Best enchiladas I've had <laughs> in a long time. We went back for seconds and we yeah, shouldn't have. We shouldn't have. I'm, I'm feeling them today. <laughs> I still feel them as I was well. I say y'all both look like, yeah. A little bloated. A little bloated. Yeah. 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 Bloated. yeah. Well, I'm a little I bloated. Just, I was trying to figure that well, out. Well, Lucas had come up um, and he gave us the, the menu on his hand. He said we had cheesecake after <laughs> yeah. and I was ready for some cheesecake and that didn't happen <laughs> didn't either. You didn't see the cheesecake, man. Yeah. No. We Lucas, did have some ice cream. I'm not going to lie. Lucas probably ate it though. Yeah. Um, Lost my train of thought there. I was thinking about these enchiladas. No, now. we were talking about... Um, oh, he's mentioned COVID. He had mentioned yeah, COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, for me, that my business model was basically, I traveled around Europe. Yep. I did shops. I did auctions. Yep. And I'd come back to the States every two to three months at these big conventions, and I'd sell everything. So I would expend all my cash, ship everything to the States, wherever I was going. Sure. Go to the States, sell everything in two or three days, Unload. and then yeah. go back and do it again. Yeah. Load back up and then go back. Well, COVID decimated that business model. I couldn't travel right. in Europe. Yeah. I couldn't come back to the States. Yeah. Uh, it was just, it com- it showed a weakness in my business model, for sure, um, which I think is a good thing sometimes. Of course. You go, okay, well, now how do I... You got exposed a little bit. Now you yeah. got to go back to the drawing board, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And luckily, I had the cushion where I was like, well, I'm just going to sit back and kind of wade this thing out. Yeah. But... um. I mean, in Spain, we couldn't leave our house for 90 days. I was going to say that. I was trapped inside. I could leave once a week to go get wow. groceries. Yeah, and I was just like, what am I going to, like, how long is it going to last? Is yeah. it going to be a year? Like, <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do here? Yeah, That's scary. Man. I was ready to pack up my stuff and come back to the States because I saw, like, you guys were opening up and, yeah. and weren't as strict. Um, yeah, it wasn't Which I think is another good lesson for people that are starting their own business or shop. Be fluid, man. You can't just, yeah. if you do something and it's not working, you have to learn 
to adapt. Yeah, you got to be maneuver, so, pivot. You got to be solvent, man. And, and, yeah. and like, and you have to learn how to pivot, and you have to know when to pivot, and you've got to calculate the pivot. There's so many. You're right. I mean, COVID taught, I think, a lot of us, yep. you know, a lot of, a lot of, you know, a lot of yeah. different things, not only in our personal lives, um, you know, and obviously some political lives, but, and then yeah. also in our, in our, in our, you know, professional lives, it touched us on so many different levels, yeah. right? It's like my Definitely. daughter was born during COVID. Yeah. Okay. And for 18 months, I mean, she didn't really have any in- interaction with anybody outside. Oh, well, and everybody our, she was seeing had mask on, which was weird. Yeah, who knows how that. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, it's weird. She, you you same kind of the Ford. same thing with yeah. Ford. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it just, it, yeah. you know, like it took her a while to adapt to other kids. Wow. You know, and like I remember taking her to city center and like putting her out, you know, like in the, you know, on the grass and like kicking the ball around. And then she was like just staring around, looking at the buildings and stuff. What is yeah. this blue thing above me? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we took her outside, of obviously, course, went to course. the parks and things, but we weren't going to gatherings because yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody yeah. was going to Yeah, we still to really don't. Yeah. I'm gonna, actually, we're going to take him that city center hey we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna be right back one eternity later hey guys coming back here with ryan fisher um i hate to even say ryan fisher my boy ryan um (laughs) my boy um it's funny because we were just talking earlier about i mean ryan and i i've known you since probably before we remember you know uncle johnny used to four or five hang out with my dad and Yeah. yeah we'd go we'd go play Go to, go to Waterworld. Waterworld. Splashtown. Splashtown. I remember there was a time where, like, I'm trying to remember, we were either at your dad's house, you know, hanging out or something, and we were playing, like, I had, like, a Star Wars. It's very vague. And it had, like, a Star Wars, like, a, you know, Death I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, I'm yeah. not a Star Wars guy, but maybe the Death Star I got for Christmas or something, and we were playing with it. Um I, I, I was Pam and I were talking about that last night. Yeah, because she was like, you know, you and Ryan just sit there and just talk. I was like, well, yeah. I was like, we're, we're one of my best friends. Yeah, like, we haven't really know. hung out in a while, but yeah, but it's just fall right back into it. Yeah, that's yeah. what you do, right? When you're yeah. friends and you know somebody and you know somebody's good people and you know that you can trust somebody that confide and it's open easy. up a little. Yeah, yeah, right. For I sure. don't, I don't, you know, when we talked about this last night, I don't really hang out with anybody. Yeah, I don't. I work. You got three kids, man. And you're, that's you're my busy. life. You got, right? you got a, a demanding job and another demanding job being a husband and a father. Yeah. That's uh, and all your kids are in sports. I see. I see what you're doing. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's a oh, lot. I was fun. there. I was there. I used to do the wrestling and oh, the, I know. the baseball and the soccer. Did, the used, to, used to come out and watch Alex. Yeah. yeah we we do jujitsu and yeah. No, that was fun. Good time. Fun time, man. Absolutely. It's, it's fun. And, oh uh, man, enjoy it because they get big so fast. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're they're borrowing money. <laughs> next thing you do you're paying rent right? yeah exactly because <laughs> you don't like you're not staying here okay no not at all <laughs> no you left you're gone that's it yeah you're, no you're, take backs here's 1200 for rent yeah. <laughs> please try to get a job yeah <laughs> well i'm not there yet and uh hopefully you know you know but life is what it is yep. covid so like life is what it is so covid covid comes about um and you're in Barcelona. They were strict as hell. I'm, all yeah. of Europe was strict, right? Barcelona was probably one of the worst. It was one of the worst. Okay. Um, we were literally stuck inside 90 days. Is that because of the government? Because of the local government. Okay. Um, Give me a little background. Just As far as like the way it was handled? Yeah. Well, we were, if you remember, whenever COVID first started hitting, Northern Italy was the first hot spot in Europe. It was like the hot spot of the world almost. I remember that. And then it switched to Madrid and Barcelona mm. almost immediately. And um, I was actually in Madrid doing an auction 
and I had it. I didn't realize I had it. And then I realized like, while I was like, oh shit, I think I have whatever this is. I was really sick and had to get in a train and go home. Um, and mind you, at this point, there's no mask. They told us not to wear a mask at this point. I'm on a train. I'm trying to like stifle my cough, like sipping water every five minutes. <laughs> um, got back and within a couple of days, they locked us down. And it was, you were allowed to go out to the grocery store. They had, you were supposed to fill out a form to leave your house and say where you were going. The cops, there were like military police on the corners. They would say, where are you going? Let me see your ID. You could only be 400 meters or something from your front door. Holy cow. And they would literally pull up Google Maps and see, well, you're, okay, you're 350 meters. You're good. You can go to this grocery store. Wow. And Is it like contract, a contact tracing type thing? Like trying to just. You know, they had it. Um, they had that. But well, at this point, they didn't really have it because there was, there should be no contact. Yeah. You were a lot. I mean, sure. people here would say in Houston, they were like, oh yeah, you know, we were on lockdown too. I'm like. How did you get to the grocery store? Well, I got in my car and I drove. Yeah. I said, you could drive anywhere you want when you're in that car. Yeah. You want to go see your friend? You want to go see your girlfriend? You can do it. There was none of that there. Yeah. You they, were, they were stopping down. taxis. It was a ghost town whenever you would, you would go out. It was weird. And we're talking about 90 days of that. Wow. Um, so, yeah, go from having started a business not even two years prior in Europe to, well, this is going to be different. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's no traveling to auctions. Here's a curveball. I was right? calling, like, whenever we finally started opening up, I guess it would probably like later that year, I would call an auction house in, let's say, Germany. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, you, you, before you come in, you have to do five days quarantine in Germany. Oh, I can't go do a small auction and quarantine in a hotel for five days. For, you know, spend a week there when I was going to literally fly in that morning, look at the coins, and then fly back and figure everything and then bid it online. Yeah. Um, so completely changed the way we had to do business. And we kind of spoke about it. For a lot of people, it was a good thing, especially auction houses and stuff. People had a captive audience. Of course. Well, for people like me who were making our, our money going into these things in person, all of a sudden there was a lot more competition. Yeah. And it, it Because you had Joe Q Public. Who didn't you know. care because it was going in his collection. He wasn't going to resell it for a profit. No doubt. He was like, I think that's a so beautiful point. 10% or 15% doesn't Whatever. matter Whatever, it doesn't matter, yeah. yeah. And he's bored and he's not going on vacation because he's, yeah. you know, and he bought Bitcoin. So you know what I mean? Right, right. <laughs> and it was 60000 Exactly. Yeah. You know, so funny because I remember was it, 2011 or something, you and I were talking. Um, and, you know, I hadn't seen you in a while, so yeah. we were catching up, you yeah. know, and you were telling me. I remember there was three things you told me. You were like, you got to follow Barstool Sports because, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, you know. And, and, and then, look at him. He blew up. Dude, Dave Portnoy, right? Yeah. Dude, awesome. And, I mean, I've, I, I watched it, and you're like, and then Bitcoin. And you were trying to explain to me about Bitcoin, yeah. about, you know, how everything works and how, you know. And I'm, and I'm like, so I bought some. But I didn't buy Bitcoin. I bought Litecoin and I bought Ethereum. Yeah. And I, I did buy some Which Bitcoin. depending on when you bought them, it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Ethereum is... I, I bought some Bitcoin and I said, I think I sold it. Yeah. I made a little bit of a profit. But it was nothing. It was like, I want to say seven or eight bucks or something. Oh, I think when I was buying Bitcoin originally, it was like three bucks. Yeah. So seven or eight I bucks. I lost is, overall, I, I don't know how many hundreds of coins I lost in the Mt. Gox hack. Oh, did you really? Yeah. And people were like, aren't you just sick? You know, it'd be millions. And I'm like... Not really, because I, I would have never let it hit 60,000. Yeah, I was sold never three bucks. I remember whenever, you like, sold at 100. something had happened in, like, Malta or something, and it went up to, like, a 1,000 bucks, and I was like, I would have sold then. Like, that I would have done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you pay three bucks or something, you're going to pay me a 1,000. Let's go. So 
something to that story. So I opened, I couldn't get into my Coinbase account or no, my wallet. So okay. Coinbase, and you actually told me about the wallet. You're yep. like, don't keep it in there. You got to move it to a wallet. So sure. I, moved, I couldn't remember my phrase. Or oh whatever. man. I ended up getting in there and my Litecoin was worth like 17 grand. Yeah. And I don't remember how much I put in there. Not a lot much. probably. No, yeah. I was like, holy mackerel. Um, and I, I just didn't follow up with it as much. It sure. wasn't, in, it wasn't as popularized. It wasn't yeah. in the media as much. You and I talked about it a little bit and you know, what ifs, what have you know, sure. we could have be sitting there doing all that. Um, and then I remember with the Dogecoin thing, I saw Elon Musk sent out a tweet, something about Dogecoin to the moon. And yeah. like at this point, Doge was like, you know, a 10th of a cent or something. And this was a, the same time as like Wall Street bets on Reddit was taking off. There you go. And there were all these like social media phenomena that were happening yeah. in the financial industries and these markets that were getting moved. I remember that. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I should probably buy 10 grand of this crap just to see what happens. Yeah. Did you? And, no, but every day I meant to. And I never did. And it would double and double. And, I, and I, I just, I was like, if Elon is saying something about it and it's yeah. like, it's, it's a 10th of a cent or a hundredth of a cent. It was, yeah. it was like literally worth nothing at the if time. If it goes to a penny, I'm rich. Yeah. Right. So that was kind of my, so I was like, I'm going to put, I'm going to, I'm going to buy 10 grand just for the heck of it. Yeah. And I never got around to it. You yeah. know? And I remember that cause I was telling Pam, I was like, you know, he told me to buy Bitcoin at like, I was thinking it's like, I think it was like seven or eight bucks. By then yeah, I'd probably doubled. Yeah. It was like, Oh man, I, I missed the boat. <sighs> Imagine feeling like you missed the boat at $8 Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> well, no different than Johnny. Remember Johnny had Tesla at, at oh, man, $15 nothing. or something. And he was and like, he used to preach it. He used yeah. to preach it, like, man. Tesla, Tesla, I remember Tesla. I sold it. I think he sold it at 90. Oh, he's and gotta he, be sick. Oh yeah. Yeah. He had a lot too. I mean a lot for him. I yeah. think, you know, I think he had 30 or 40 grand of it. Yeah. 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 Imagine what that'd be now. Oh my gosh. How many <laughs> times has it's done its, its thing? Yep. No, he'd be, but um, so you survived the ninety day lockdown. I, yep. I I remember talking to you, texting with you during sure. that time. Um, yeah, obviously it was hard to conduct business. Yeah, I mean, almost and impossible. so what ended up happening? I actually did a big deal, the biggest deal to this day. I did a big deal during twenty twenty. Um, a deal I've been working on for a few years, a couple of years, trying to like get this this deal done. And it just kind of foreign, ancient, um, or US? a mix, U.S. Okay, ancient world. It was just a, a good mix, and I actually came to the states during the the pandemic. Was able to get out. Um, I guess probably July or August or so. No, I, no, I guess August, September, maybe of twenty twenty was like my first. But mind you, I hadn't really worked. I'd went to the Berlin show in February, and um, you know, I went to fun show in January. Went to Berlin show in February. Um, and then everything kind of shut down after. And that was it. So it was like, I'd, I hadn't worked for six months. I hadn't made money in six months. It was scary. Yeah. Oh, but I, I was able to that. do a really big deal. Um, worked out really well. I would say it just fell in my lap. But it was one of these things, like I said, it, 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 was, it was a week-long deal. It went really well. But it was all something we had a couple years into working, trying to, trying to get this deal. And after that, I still couldn't travel. I still couldn't do like the way that I was doing business. I couldn't go do the auctions. I couldn't go to these guys' shops. They were just making it impossible. You know, you'd have to take tests and quarantine and whatever. And as you know, I ended up buying a bar. Yeah. And I went into it with the mentality of, of a coin dealer. You know, there where I'm at in Barcelona, you, um, you can't get new licenses, not in the neighborhood I'm in. And so it was a commodity to me. And I was kind of bored. 
I was like, well, if I'm not going to work doing coins right now, if I'm kind of stuck in Barcelona, I don't want to just sit here and be idle. So I bought the I bought the license for about a quarter of what it was on the market for before the pandemic with the thoughts that, well, if I if I hate this at the end of this, I'll just turn around whenever everything turns around. Sell the license. I'll sell it and, and I'll, I'll get out with, I'll break even after I do the remodel and whatever. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I opened up the bar, Deering. Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy, yeah. BCN. And that's went, listen, there was definitely times... Um, 2021, where I regretted the decision. Um, Why? Because I think, you know, I think it's a good thing sometimes maybe changing career paths, changing a city, because it makes you realize the things you should have been grateful for that you took for granted. Living in Texas, being such a business-friendly state, seeing that, that you know, listen, and I don't make it political or anything, but because I'm very center of the aisle, you know that. Of course. But seeing that the way that Texas handled this, when you know, coming out and telling people, like telling businesses, you can operate your business. If you're scared to go here, it's your personal responsibility. There was none of that. They were forcing vaccinations on people. Um, they said, if we get to a certain percentage of vaccination, we're going to open up the bars and the clubs. Wow. Got to that point, and they moved the goalpost, and they moved the goalpost. And I'm over there, like, advocating for, for people, like, come on, oh, like, get them. let's do it. From a purely selfish standpoint, business, like, yeah. yeah, from a business standpoint, I'm like, man, if we get there, like, we're, we're going to open back up. And they just really treated, especially restaurant owners and bar owners, they demonized us. They were looking for a culprit. It's y'all's fault. But Madrid was the opposite. They opened up. They fought for their bars to open up and restaurants to open up. Cases were no better or no worse there. It wasn't, that wasn't the issue, you know, so. It just came down to politics, it, it was Yeah, it was politics. And it was one of these things where you go, man, I come to another country. I invest not just my money, but my time. And I've created something pretty unique there. Really cool, I think. And people love it. And you're treating me like a criminal for doing something that, you know, I've got 10 or 11 employees that pay their rent every month, um, that enjoy their job, that like working there. Crazy. They don't think about that. Crazy. So, but listen, that turned around, um, shoot, man, as, as early as January, as recent as January this year, we were still getting closed down. Really? The last Omicron wave, they, uh, the Omicron hit us, man. <laughs> <laughs> they shut us down. But this year has been great. So that's been going good. And actually, yeah, now I'm kind of, um, as we discussed, I'm looking to like refocus now on coins because once again, I appreciate something I took for granted. Right. You know, Doing coins is a beautiful thing, man. If you can make a living doing what we do, yeah, it's not digging ditches, man. No. You know, and the amount of red tape, especially doing it in the States, another thing. You know, I, I used to take for granted we'd get in a, a plane going to Baltimore with inventory and come back. And yeah, we, how many times we get private search? We get searched all the time. What yeah. is that? We need a private search. We'll show you. All right. Have a good day. Go about your business. Got 100 grand in cash. They didn't even ask. It's yeah. just like, oh, yeah, we're going to a show. Okay, good deal. Yeah. Oh, man, if you fly from Spain to France or Spain to Germany, like, the rules are always different. Customs are different. It's just all this red tape. Really? Oh, man, it's, it's, it's another animal. Really? Wow. And that's probably one of my biggest stresses about doing business over there. Yeah. Is dealing with the customs and the different regulations. And you buy this coin out of auction, it doesn't have um, an excise tax. You don't have an export tax on it. But if you buy this coin, it does. And they only take the applications once a month, and then it takes another month to to approve it, and then you got to pay ten percent. And then by the Is time you get bat? that all said and done, you haven't even started processing the coin yet. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I hope the market holds. Yeah. In the out. in the, the next ninety days, that it's going to take <laughs> me to get. So, yeah, it's kind of been my my path. You know, um, the bar was good, and it's it's 
going well. But now I realize, like, man, I don't know if this is what I want to do full time. Um, and I love coins. I love what we do. I love the the negotiating and the dealing and the buying and the selling. I don't love the accounting and the shipping and the customs so yeah. much. But there's definitely, it's a beautiful thing what we do, man, to be able to make a living of what we do. For sure. And, and dealing with customers that are passionate about collecting and, and even dealers that, you know, I mean, some of these dealers don't, you know, you talk to somebody like JD. Yeah. They teach you so much. Oh, man. Just, you know, yeah. and, and I think that was something I realized I missed too about not doing the show since, since COVID is how much you learn from somebody selling them a deal when you make a mistake. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know if you saw, like, I bought a coin. Um, I think it was, a, it was like a rare Forest Scudo and it had a hit on it and I didn't catch it. You know, I'm looking at a thousand coins in this auction. I didn't catch it. Thought I got a steal on it. Yeah. And he explained to me, well, this, this, or that. And it makes you that much stronger the next auction you do. Of course. It makes you that much aware. Um, but I've been missing that as well, doing these shows. I actually, next year, I'm definitely going to do some shows just to get my face back out there and sit down and, um, and get some more knowledge. Yeah. Recalibrate. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, look, I think so much of a show is also, some of it's the gossip. Well, you know, what's going on in the industry? You know, who's doing this? Who's... Who's good? Who's bad? Who's yeah? Who can who's I take a check up? from? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because oh man, that's such a big part of it. Yeah, who can I take a check from? Going yeah. on your own and, and guys, who can you take a check from? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very for important. Sure. Very important. For sure. Yeah. No, who can you take a check from? That's not going to bounce. <laughs> yeah, that's my point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Unfortunately, that is definitely an issue. Oh yeah, listen, it's different whenever you're playing with your own money. Yeah, you know, for the longest, whenever the first year I went to shows, it was. Every show or, you know, every every two or three month cycle was me basically going for broke. You know, I would spend all my money and then go to a big show and sell it all. Like, whew, okay, let me count. Let me see what I did here. Yeah. And then, but, you know, you get down to that last one and, you know, let's say you're whatever your profit margin is and you sell one big deal to a guy and that check doesn't clear right away. You're like, hey, is there an issue? Yeah. It's scary, man. I bet. I bet. Did you have any back banking? I mean, bank backing or were no. you all cash? No, no. Okay. When I first went on my own, we kind of spoke about that a little bit. Yeah. I had a, a dealer that came up to me um, and said, hey, you know, I heard you went in your own. If you need something, I'm not going to say his name. I just don't know if he'd want me to say his name. That's fine. I really um, appreciated it so much. It was 30 days. Loaned me some money. And, um, you know, listen, no, that's the beautiful thing about this industry. There was no contract. Literally, he's like, well, give, me your, give me your checkbook. Took a picture. Like, all right, I'll wire you the money. Next day, the money was there. Yeah. You know, 30 days later. I had to force him to take interest on the money. Yeah. He didn't want interest. He's like, no, I did that as a favor. Um, not a lot of places that's going to happen, man. Not no. a lot of industry. Somebody's going to wire you six figures yeah. on the strength of, of your, your reputation. Yeah. yeah. Not, not handshake deal. Wise. Yeah. No. Not exactly. Even that, not even that. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why it's such a niche community. And that's why, you know, you know, there's, there's lessons to be learned, you know, in the way that you do business. And it doesn't matter because right now you've got this kind of young wave of kids yeah okay that are kind of breaking on the scene 15 16 17 18 and up right okay um and they need to hear these type of things right sure because like you said you know who's get, who's gonna write you a check you've been in the business for 12 years 13 14 years they know who you are yeah they know that you're a man of your word they want to see you thrive yeah right they want to see you do well um but that's only because of your 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 track record right that's only because yeah. of yeah i couldn't have done that after six months no working at u.s coins no i'd no, come no, from no, one no. of the more prestigious firms yeah in in the industry and yeah had over time created a reputation for myself yeah 
It's uh, awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. So what's up? So not much. I um <laughs> I was talking to Ryan earlier and um I I know y'all touched on uh the business that you started in mm. the in Spain. Yep. Um did y'all talk about like what what was what was some of the, like the uh like the trials starting that up? I know you put a lot of your time in starting right? the bar. Starting the bar, yeah. Oh man, the time. You know, I, I wish I would have committed <laughs> the time that I put into the bar into, into the, coins. Into coins. We, I said this to yeah. you last night. I was like, just man, studying. I just realized yeah. like I had I had kind of I got a little bit lazy my second yeah. year on my own, you know, I, and I needed it. Sometimes you need to kind of step back and take a breath and sure. recalibrate. But then I started this bar thinking, oh, in six months, yeah. it's going to run itself. Yeah. And it's going to be hands-off. Man, two months ago, three months ago, I was still putting in 60, 70, 80-hour weeks. Wow. And in another language, you know, every every deal I do, every reservation, the vast majority are all in Spanish. Sure. Um, yeah. a, an industry I've never worked in, I know nothing about. Yeah. You know, never had 10 or 11 employees of my own. Just all these things at one time and doing it all during COVID. Yeah. With a government who was, who could care less if you went out of business. They truly sure. did not care. And they didn't want you to thrive. No, no, no. And they still yeah. don't. They still don't. Like they're very, the local, specifically the local Barcelona government is very anti-bar and restaurant. Yeah. So. Almost like socialistic type. No, of it's, it's, it, you know, people talk about socialism here and they're worried about this and that, but no, there's like, there are communists in <laughs> parliament there. You know, there's like, like our mayor is, um, is pretty much a, like between a communist and a socialist. Wow. And it's open. It's not like, like hidden. Yeah. Like not they don't here. consider it an insult. You know, you like to be called a communist. Like people walk around with, with communist flags. Yeah. And it's just, it's wild. wild. It's a different world. Yeah, man. that is wild. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But look, there's, and I think too, we take for granted, you know, Texas is such a friendly state. Yeah. The United States in general, I don't think people realize like we're kind of like, they're kind of joke about us over there. Yeah, I know. About like, oh, like, you know, people said that and then you know, like went to every store and it was almost overwhelming because people were like, how are you? And this and that. Yeah. In Texas, I don't see it as, um, I see it as very genuine. Yeah, it's very and genuine. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And there's, there's none of that there, man. People are just very cold and standoffish and you just have to win people over, man. Sure. Yeah. So different world. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, so, you know, a couple of times I've been to Europe, uh, you know, I've noticed that, you know, I'm like, Hey, how you doing? And, you know, people are very, like, you know, like, why are you speaking maybe, to me? Yeah. yeah. Why are you talking to that's me? That's a like, weird yeah. thing to them. Like, why is, why are you trying very, to make very. a conversation with me? I don't yeah. They know yeah. you're American right off the bat. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So any regrets and like, you know, so you start your business coin business and you get into the bar. And I remember you and I talking about, you've been, you wanted to do a bar from, yeah. I, I mean, I, there, I don't, I can't put a date on it, but I knew you've been wanting to do a bar for a long time. Yeah. It's been the back of your mind. Sure. Um, the opportunity presented itself, you know, you obviously did it the smart way, yeah. bought it, you know, quarter on a dollar sure. and you know, you go in, um, I see it on social media. It looks popping. It looks yeah different it looks you know like there's a unique crowd that you know is very much so yeah, you yeah. Know. i mean to ask if i have regrets absolutely man i think anybody like imagine if somebody was like oh like the lottery hit today we know the numbers today like would you have any regrets knowing what the numbers are today would you do something different yeah, yeah i would do things different for sure yeah um 
But in, in business, like what can you teach? You know, what can you say to some of the guys out yeah. there that are watching this? Like in terms of, you know, from the coin perspective or going out on your own perspective. Yeah. I mean, I think you've done just fine. Right. But I yeah, mean, yeah. but but give me give give us some, you know, give us some of the landmines, you know, give us some of the. As far as coins or the bar? I would say or coins just, first. Oh, landmines. You know, I think it all depends on knowing what, what is your goal? Like, what kind of, are you going to open a shop? Are you going to be a vest pocket dealer? Which is basically what I was. You know, I was running around kind of doing my own thing. Um, most of the mistakes I made were getting in a rush. Yeah. Sitting in an auction, looking at a bunch of coins and missing something like, you know, you lose 50% on a coin because you missed something. Got a something. big whack on and it. And it's yeah. so frustrating. Yeah. Like, how did I not see it? Yeah. Um, so I would say definitely take your time. Know who you're doing business with. Set your... Set your personal goals as far as, okay, this is what I need to live. Like, this is what I need to make. And put that aside for six months or a year. Have your money to, to work with, which is what I did. I had money that I had to work with. I had money set aside that I was going to live off of. So no right. matter what happened, I was going to pay my rent that month. Of course. And I think this is a big mistake that I see that I, I didn't fall into because I had, I had a really good teacher. Um, and I'm sure you would you would co-sign this one is that people that live beyond their means is probably the biggest yeah. source of failure for dealers. They make that one big deal or they they start making some good money and they're like, I'm gonna elevate my cost of living now. You know, I'm gonna go here. And then maybe they don't have that big deal that hits, you know, the next quarter yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And next thing you know, they're robbing Peter to pay Paul to yeah. pay for this new car or the new house or whatever it is, or you know, going out every night partying. So definitely live within your means. If you yeah. can do that, everything else, because if you're patient in this industry, you're going to make money. It's absolutely the number one biggest downfall. Yeah. yeah. Is people, like you said, they get a, they smell that, you know, first big deal. Yep. You know, and it's like, okay, I can get used to this. Sure. Right. And, you know, I love this Lexus, but. And it's always going to be like this, they think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why now I've, I've like turned that? a corner. Yeah. I've turned the corner. I've learned something that I didn't know before. Sure. I've figured out, you know, I've connected the dots yeah. and, you know, and we've, we've, and I think we all kind of fall victim to that sometimes, you know, you, you, you sure you get somewhere, you, you know, you connect the dots, you, you set this program up, you think this program is going to last forever. Someone comes in and sweeps it right underneath you yeah. from right underneath you. And, and then what do you have to do? You got to go back to the drawing board. You got to get creative yeah. again, right? You've sure. got to, you've got to, you know, strap your boot. You got to strap your boots on and, and get ready to go back out there and, and get in the trenches and figure out another yeah. business model. Well, it's like we said, pivot. Got to pivot, man. Yeah. Learn, learn how to, to be fluid and go like, okay, like this isn't working. It worked six months ago. Yeah, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah, um, I need to reinvent the way I'm doing business. Yeah, and and I think a lot of people are plug. doing that right now with this online, you know, like the online auctions and everything that are doing so well. And I think the pandemic just changed the way people think about doing business in general. Well, I'll give you a, an idea. I went to Academy with my dad. Um, we bought, we were buying some, um, there's a, a, a drive, a toy drive. So we went okay. to go buy a bunch of footballs and basketballs, yep. and baseball gloves. We went to Academy, you know, 11 o'clock on Black Friday, and it might have been 25% capacity. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And you can't imagine that. I mean, five years ago no, on a Black Friday, you couldn't hardly would, get in the door. No, you'd have been waiting in line. Everybody was probably shopping online. Cyber Monday, yeah, right. And it's that it's that it's that change in mindset. It's like, sure. ah, shit, I, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to yeah. deal with the traffic. I don't want to deal with people. I don't want to be up, you know, rubbing shoulders next to people. They yeah. probably got the flu. You know, yeah. I, I don't mm -hmm. want to. Plus, 
you know, they've been doing, a lot of these companies have been doing their sales for a month, right? Been doing sales running, for a while. Yeah. Running a well, I think everybody right? anticipates a very soft November. quarter. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is probably going to be a pretty bad quarter yeah. f- for most big companies. Yeah. I could see sure. earnings not meeting yeah, yeah. expectations, yeah. right? I mean, exactly. I'm not a financial analyst, but just my gut feeling tells me this sure. is not going to happen. Um, and we've, you know, we saw that March. We kind of started mm-hmm. to feel that yeah. already, that maybe things yeah. were off a little bit kind of after tax time. Mm-hmm. Sure. But, you know, what do you what do? You do you, you do what you do. Like, I, I bought coins. I probably bought too many coins. Yeah. I bought yeah. too much stock. You know, sure. too much stock, I mean, in inventory. <clears throat> and kind of drank the Kool-Aid a little bit, yeah. you know, and, you know, kind of paying the price for it in some of the inventory right now. Yeah. You know, some of the markets I thought were going to be great didn't hold up as well as they did. But, sure. I mean, shit, we made a lot of money in between, so I'm not complaining. Yeah. But you know how – you know how these last two months are for our company, you yeah. know, the way we roll, it's tough, yeah. right? We've got to get stuff pumping and um, as much as you prepare for it and as much as you think that you know it, it never really works out that way. Yeah. And there's always a curveball or two in the middle of it that you've got to, you got to be ready to, you know, to pivot into. Sure. Right. Well, so, it, we, we kind of touched on something last night that I wanted to bring up was um, just talk about like a lesson that I would give to the younger guys going on their own. Learn when to take your losses. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, you see so many of these coin dealers that, that are at a show and they have inventory they pay too much for. Yeah. And they're scared to sell it. From they're five, scared to sell Yeah, five years ago. Or, and that's yeah. what happens. And then next thing you know, they got a case full of coins they can't sell. And it's like they're doing no business. They got all their money tied up in inventory mm-hmm. that's way overpriced. Yep. Nobody's yep. ever going to buy those coins. And they're nah. just like wishing on a prayer that somebody's going to stop and need yep. that for their set and pay them 30% over market. Sure. Yeah. Man, take your take your hit. You screwed up, or the market changed on you. You don't have to screw up. Yeah. yeah. Markets move. You didn't know maybe they made another. You thought there was a top pop, and there was one that just got made. And yeah. Sell it. And take your. And they sold theirs first. Yeah. They sold theirs first. And they sold theirs first. Because they knew. They knew. <laughs> this is, yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, we. It's, it's not always greens. It's not always green check marks. No, uh, the, the goal is know. to make your mistakes smaller than your, your hits, right? Yeah. And no doubt. I, I'd say if I had another regret. In, in coins is maybe some of my biggest regrets are things I didn't buy. Yeah. Coins I looked at in an auction and graded a certain way or Did thought that it was worth, it. took a shot, but wasn't aggressive enough and, yeah. and thought like I could pay this, but oh man, I'm just not sure. Mm-hmm. And then you see what it goes for an auction. Then you see it six months later. Yeah. It'll show you like, yeah, that's what I thought I was going to do. I yeah. thought that's how that was going to turn out. Yeah. And you're just like kicking yourself a little bit. So you got to also be willing to take those shots to, risk something, you know, you got to gamble every now and then. Yeah. Intelligently. Yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, yeah. not calculated, <laughs> but it's a, but it <laughs> cash, right? And it takes, and it takes cash, cash yeah. you know, and that's, again, I think a lot of people, they, they see this green grass on the other side and they don't realize the capital that it takes. Yep. And like you said, you know, okay, sure. You don't, if you don't have the cash, you can go find somebody to back yep. it. You know, but then you're giving up complete control. It's going to come with a lot of strings. Strings. Yeah. You're giving up control. You're giving up, like, you know, you're not able to, you know, if you grade a coin seven and they just keep six plus in it, you know, and the guy's like, hey, listen, I want my money back. You know, we need to get going. Yeah. You end up selling a coin that, that you, know, you knew would work eventually. Eventually, right? You know, and it just, that's never the way that I, that's not a position that I ever want to be in. Yeah. When I, and I see some of these guys doing this, these shops, these smaller shops, I'm like, you know, I know there's a, a local guy who's got, 
a million dollar credit line. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how do you do that? How do you? And, and I guess it would, you know, it would be it's great whenever a big bullion deal walks in. Yeah. And, you, and you're using it for one day. You yeah. know, you're using it. And not, I mean, really, you shouldn't even be doing that. You should be getting a wire, but, yeah. but whatever. Because you can't float the, the check for five yeah, yeah, days. Yeah. Some people can't, right? Yeah. It'd be tough. Exactly. Hey, but if, just, you're, yeah, if you're buying dated stuff and you're working it and it's, it's in the pipeline for two or three months, it's eating up all your margin. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And in a, in a market that went up so fast. Yeah, because I mean, for so long, I mean, a lot of people they just got a taste of this coin market that was hot, like uh, scorching, scorching hot. hot, yeah, scorching hot. Yeah, but let's take this, the the previous five to six years were yep. shit. Yeah, I mean, it was tough. Well, we've been through some booms. I mean, you remember uh, we were we've been through some booms where you'd be getting on a on a plane to go to a show and your phone doesn't stop ringing. They're like, "What do you have? What will you short me? Like, I'll take yep. everything you've got in generics or whatever." And yep. it's like. Those are fun times, those man. Those are fun times, yeah. But you learn after a couple of those cycles, all right, this doesn't last. Let's take advantage of it. But those aren't going to last forever. Well, and that's the, you know, and that's why, you know, I've been a big advocate of, like, trying to be somewhat of a chameleon and continue to change, yep. you know, keep your environment, but kind of change what you do, right? Sure. Keep adding things. We talked a little bit about jewelry last night. Yeah. You know, how big of a you know, how big of a profit center that is for us. I love jewelry. You know, I've fallen in love with jewelry. I just, I do. I think, you know, I think well-made, well-crafted jewelry, um, the way that we buy it and the way that we're allowed to sell it because we don't have, you know, so most jewelry stores, they take on lines, Mm -hmm. like, you know, and they have to sell it at a certain number. So they sign a contract, you know, you're going to take, so, you know, let's just take, you know, jewelry company a you know yep. and they're gonna they're gonna stock that brand uh-huh. they have to sell it at this msrp yeah okay they they figure in their profit they don't put they they really don't put up any money they're not buying it they're just carrying the line right yeah where we do it a little bit differently everything we do we make in-house or we you know we have built yep. or we buy packages of stuff and we can sell it at whatever the f we want to sell it sure at. And we sell it. So it makes you a fair offer. You're like, all right, yeah, yeah we're making yeah. money all day long, and which is going to bring you more and more customers. I yep. got a great deal down at U.S. Coins all and, day long, yeah. you know. And and the best part about it is, is like, okay, well, people see it, and there's enough of it out there. We're like, well, they're probably smart enough to buy mine. Yeah, right. It's true. Right, yeah. it, because when you put it out there, you know, we four or five years ago we had twelve watches, four watches, five watches in stock. Last Christmas we had two hundred or something watches. Wow. The market was at its peak. We were in the thick of it. We knew exactly what we were doing. We sold into that market. We yep. knew coming into the first, second quarter of this year, things were starting to kind of edge off a little bit. And the now inflation, look, yeah, it's been decimated. Yeah, very negative, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, now our stock is 20 watches. Yep. And we're in each watch you know, the right way. Sure. Um, jewelry pieces, since we make our own jewelry, most of it, we're in it the right way. Yeah. And again, like I said, if I sell jewelry and get 10, 15% markup, I'm fine. I don't care. Yeah. I don't need to make and nobody's two, doing that. No, my gosh. Nobody's doing that. No, not even close. Yeah. Go to, I'm not gonna mention any names. Yeah. yeah. You go to any, go to any, go to any big, big box store, store and you see, it's just like, what? You're getting four or 500%. I was gonna say yeah. hundreds of percent. Yeah. yeah you're getting four sure. or 500% yeah. big time. Absolutely. So, you know, Adding something like that, you know, getting proficient and understanding, you know, 
what sell, what sells, what doesn't sell, what's good to stock, what's not, you know, what's not worth your time. Take your flips, make your money. Like you yep. said, you know, it's great to have, it's great to buy a nice deal, but it's even better to sell it. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's even better to get funded. You know, you make your yep. mark, you, you're happy. And move on to the next one. Well, and it gives you, it inspires you a little bit like, you know, Hey, I can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I could do this. Like, oh, you I was build scared that to death. confidence. I was scared to death when I went on my own. I'd been doing it yeah. for, for 12 years and I was still, I still remember my first show and went in and bought one coin. It was like a 20 and I paid like eight grand and I was trying to flip it for 8,500. I bought it from you. Yeah. The proof 20. Yep. Exactly. I bought it from you. And I, and I couldn't sell it and I was like, am I an idiot? Yeah. Like, did I screw up? No. And then I bought it. It was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, and I, and I, it, it was still a, it wasn't a bad deal. It wasn't like it was a screw up. It was just, I was nervous. I was impatient. I yeah. wanted to like buy it. And somebody was like, that's great. I'll pay you double your money, whatever. But you yeah. know, like you got to kind of trust in yourself. Yeah. Have that patience. Be confident. Know that sometimes you're going to buy something that's going to sit there for a little bit. Doesn't mean you screwed up. That's right. Just means that you haven't found the right customer for it yet. And sometimes five to 7% is okay. Absolutely. Right. You know, yeah, a yeah. lot yeah. of these guys have this like delusions of grandeur. Like, oh, yeah. I've got to make 20, 25%. I'm like, you're, in the, wrong, you're in the wrong business. Yeah. For yeah. sure. You're in the wrong business. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to flip coins at a show. You're trying to flop you're them from table business. to table. Guys are too smart. Yeah. Coin dealers are smart. Yeah. I mean, I got to give it to them. I mean, uh, it's in, and of all the little ho- all the hobbies that I've kind of been in and out of, mm-hmm. you know, since, you know, I've made a little bit of my own money. So I've kind of like dabbled in other things. Yeah. Coin dealers are very smart. Yeah. They, they understand the market. You know, they understand what's going on. They, if they're at a show... They understand the vibe. Yeah. You know, you go to a coin show on a Thursday and you know exactly what's how it's going to pan oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, you know. First day. First day to show during setup, you're like, eh, it's going to be a quiet one. Yeah, you know. Well, listen, buying the bar, um, there was, there's been a lot of people over there that, you know, really, really skilled bartenders, been in the industry for a long time, don't have business acumen. Right. And they've entered into bad contracts. Yeah. Just didn't manage their numbers good enough and have failed. Whereas I went in, with kind of the cons of the, the mentality of after being a coin dealer for so long with a business aspect going, okay, I'm going to find people to run a good bar, to build a good bar. I'm going to do consultings. I'm going to hire the right people. And we've had success where a lot of these very, very talented people that have a lot more experience than me have failed really, based on what I learned as a coin dealer. So it does apply to other things. Yeah. Well, and again, going back to these, some of these guys that are going on their own, it's like, you know, you've, you had an accounting department. You had a shipping department. You had a logistics department. Yeah. You had an IT department. That. You, know, you were going to miss that. <sighs> Having to do meetings all day for all these things you never even thought about. I just don't get it. Yeah. It, it. It's unless you lot. Unless you're just, you know, an amazing grader. Um, you've got tons of backing. Yeah. Um, I just, I just, the sustainability of it to me is just, you know, uh, uh, unless, it, unless you're willing to live in, in a certain, you set your mean, you set your goal and yep. you're like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. This is what I can live on. Yep. And there's some people like that. I'm not yeah, that yeah. guy. Sure. I'm just not that guy. Yep. Like I, I want to keep pushing. Yeah. Right. So like, it's hard for me to see some of these guys do this. Cause I'm like, well, what are you expecting to? Well, and I think that's the thing they need to temper their expectations. If they go in it going, okay, this is a five year plan. This is like for me to grow this over the next five years. I'm not going to be an overnight success. I'm not just going to, go out and buy a Ferrari next week yeah. off, off doing this. Like it's going to take 60, 70 hour weeks. It's going to take a lot of disappointment and stress. And, and if they go into it with that mentality, I can see 
saying like on the other end of this, this is where I want to be. Yeah. Understanding it's not an easy road for anybody that goes on their own. I don't think. No. Well, I mean, in the setup, like you're, you're going to go set up in a strip mall or some type of, you know, office building. Sure. You don't own it. You're paying rent. You're on someone else's contract. You yep. know, and now you're locked yourself into a contract, yep. which is probably. You're going to need employees. Yeah. yeah. Now you're responsible for this other human being paying their rent. And their family. And their family. Yeah. No, it's a big yeah. undertaking. And so you've got to do X amount of dollars a month just to pay yourself and pay them. And, you know, but I think. On the other side of that, if it works, great. But I do think people kind of go on with rose-colored glasses sometimes thinking like they see the money's being made by this company and they... I can I can duplicate that. And they can di- they discount what it took to get there. Yeah. What's your dad with you, did with U.S. Coins? You know, doing local shows back in the 80s. Yeah. And built what we see now, you know. That wasn't overnight by any stretch of the imagination. He came into it in the right time. Right. Granted, you know, PCGS yeah. was just coming to fruition. Of course. Gold, gold standard was, yeah. Yeah. So right. he definitely came in at the right time. But, you know, I never I never even dreamed to try to build something like that because I just knew that the work would go into it and it wasn't what I wanted. Right. I was like, I, I don't want to work 80-hour weeks and travel every other week. It's not what I want. Yes, but you were trying to get away from. Yeah. 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 And if it was, then you wanted to do it for a certain price. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is, and I don't blame you. Right? Sure. I mean, it, yeah. And then, cause then you kind of put a, a expiration date on that, right? Well, if I do this for another five, 10 years, then I can just not do anything, whatever. That's, right. that's a different animal as well. If you look at all these social media guys and like all these guys that are like trying to teach you how to, you know, how to spend your money or save your money or uh-huh. invest your money. And, you know, I flip through them on their reels on Instagram and, sure. and it's funny because Gary all, Vee. Yeah, all these guys, they always say the one thing you can't buy is time, you know, you know, and if you work for somebody, if you're working for somebody, then you're, you know, they make it sound like, like so horrible, like not everybody can get up and just go do it. Well, you know, you know, Arthur, uh, he's a pharmacist. Yeah. Um, And he made a comment. He was like, we were out at a Friendsgiving the day before Thanksgiving. He was like, we're all just kind of tired. I was sitting there. I was getting text messages from the bar and things going on. I'm like, I'll give me a second. He's like, he's like, you know. People say what they want. He's like, when I get off at five o'clock, my work is done. He's like, I'm off a week. Nobody calls me. Nobody messages me. There's nothing. He's like, I only work when I'm at work. And besides that, and it hit me. I was like, man, I said, Arthur, there's something to be said for that. That's a beautiful thing. The world needs a lot of people. Like sure. That. And Arthur knows, listen, he, he's not doing bad for himself, but he's like, yeah, this is what makes me happy. His my, brain shuts off at five My o'clock. off time is my time. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you got to figure out what, what you want, not just out of work, not just money, but what do you want out of life? And that's kind of what this whole thing is about, right? It's like your exit strategy was, I know I can go off and do X and make X. Yep. I've got X saved. Literally, I, I, my, my thought literally was if I make a third of what I was making, yeah, I'll be able to survive and have a, and, and not just survive, but I'll be happy. Yeah. yeah. I could be happy on that. Yeah. And, and you do something that I've always wanted your to environment. do. Yeah, you get yeah, to go change live your... in Europe, man. How many people are gonna do that? It's awesome, yeah. you know. No, it's great. I want to go to London. It's a two and a half hour flight. I want to go to. I can drive to France in two hours. You right. know, it's cool. Twenty minutes to Ibiza. Let's go. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. No, it's amazing. So for that, you know, but you didn't so go off and say I'm gonna go set up a coin shop and you know go hire you know three guys and try no, to run no, no, a bullion no, no, no. outfit and do all this other stuff. I wouldn't have lasted a year, man. I, that's I wouldn't have lasted a year. I know I wouldn't have. I hate to see some of this stuff yeah. coming. I hate to see it. 
You know, the vet, when you when you go out and you're like, okay, listen, if you're really good at something, you know, you're great at great in silver dollars. Let's so say you're great, at great sure. organs, and you've got a, a dollar program that you're selling into that that you know you know you're getting. You know, you can buy it at X and sell it at yeah, X. Yeah, you can get five percent over gray sheet. You can Whatever. buy them back a gray sheet. Right. Cool. You know, like the the kind of like the standard numismatics kind of model back yeah. in the day. You know, oh, by walkers great. and yeah, dollars. He, yeah. Yeah, great, great. The top, you know, five, you know, two percent or whatever that number yep. was, and and you know, fill the, you know, fill the program, and you know, make my upgrades and fill the program, make yep. my upgrades, and that to me is sustainable. Yeah. That's I say that's a that's a yep. pretty easy, good way of doing business and locking in your profit for the year. And well, and then you have kind of the cream. You get the cream, right? So then he'd get, you know, he had his programs that would pay his bills already pretty yep. much set up, right? That he knew he'd be able to run, and then anything else he did was just icing on the cake. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, buy a yeah. nice twenty or buy this. Yeah. It works. Or you're it's a good structure to get into. But to open up a coin shop, that's oh, totally different. Is a yeah. completely different yeah. animal. The commitment <laughs> to, to be open seven days a week, six days. Plus, a week. you got to get people to come see you. Yeah. Oh, right. It, it, yeah. Me, and right. You know what we people pay are good. for advertising? It yeah. ain't cheap. No. Yeah. No. It's and why are they going to come see you instead of go see them? Sure. They've been around for thirty years. They, you know, they're in everyone's face. Um, it's crazy to me. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it's crazy to me. You know, time will tell. Yeah, you know, and you know, good luck to any of you guys. And I'm not bashing anybody yeah. here. I mean, <laughs> I, I just it, it 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 makes me wonder. Like, you know, you know, sometimes I ask myself the question. You know, could I duplicate what we have here, starting from scratch? Starting from scratch. Yeah. You know, or what would it take to duplicate? And the number is just too big. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I'd have to, you know, I would be completely divested and I would, it would be completely uncomfortable and. Yeah. Sounds stressful. No, it, it is stressful. stressful. Trust me. Like that, that was my sounds, life. The yeah. first two or three stressful. years on my own was, yeah. like I said, every show was going for broke basically. Yeah. yeah. Man, when you're shipping coins and, or you, you know, put a memo package out to somebody and it's like, <laughs> if I don't get paid on this, I'm done. I'm going back to work for somebody like. It's Ugh. stressful, man. Yeah. Listen, yeah, I mean, U.S. coins is, is like us. It's been like your dad took the snowball from the top of the hill and rolled it right, and it's just yeah. gained momentum and momentum and momentum. Yeah. Well, he's got three boys who are, yeah. that, you know, hungry is. And all in different kind of aspects, and you guys all specialize in different parts, which yeah. is great. Yeah. No, it, it, it helps, you know, that we all, you know, like you said, we all kind of have our own niche and. You know, we all work pretty well together. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's so important um, from a growth aspect. Because, yeah. I mean, if you don't, you could get stagnant really quick. Sure. Right? If, if you're pulling string on both ends and it's yeah. just, you're not really getting anywhere. And you want your employees to be happy. It makes the people, employees that are happy are going to work harder for yeah. you. Yeah. Come to a happy place. Yeah, because you can get, yeah. you can put somebody to, if they're in the office 40 hours a week, you can get 60 hours work out of them or you can get 20 hours if, if they're bitter, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, my, our counter guys and this kind of, will kind of come to a close. But I'll tell you, our counter guys have become our core, right? Yeah. I mean, these guys, they literally, they work, you know, those 50, 55 hour weeks. Mm-hmm. They don't complain, yeah. but we pay, the, we pay them. Yeah. <laughs> and it's nonstop. I mean, they, they've got to have that. And they're the face of the company. Yeah. They're what people, that's the experience that keeps people coming back. The, the initial Hey, how are you? Welcome to U.S. Coins. Like that's what people want, not like, oh, another deal. I'm tired. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Or, or the sit down. Yeah, right. yeah. Come over here. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, we're always yeah trying to look into that. You know, now I've got you know video cameras at at every deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
you know, so I can, you know, watch the exchange and yeah. body language. And if we, if we get a negative review, like I'm, I'm pretty hands-on. Yeah. Yeah. Like very yeah. hands-on, maybe sometimes overboard hands-on, but sure. it's because I see the, what the potential is. And I've, we, and I've had a taste of what that success when you have a really good year is. Yeah. And I'm just not willing to have a bad one. Sure. Yeah. Right. I'm yeah. just not. Well, they don't, they don't have to be that good, but yeah, you don't want to have a bad one following up. Yeah. Right. Because well, so, you got to, you got to get into a situation, you know, a bad situation. You got to be able to read what's going on. Of course. And, you know, you got to be able to make your decision on, you know, our employee or the, the customer. Maybe the customer just a, needs to be fired. You know? my, yeah. yeah. My thing is pre- preventative, <laughs> not reactive, right? Yeah. Let's be preventative, not reactive. That's how we are in business. That's how we are with our security you know, that's how we are pretty much with everything. Let's just yeah. try to be preventative. Let's think things through as a unit, as a team. Let's put, let's install practices in place that shield us from X. Avoid the problems ever developing. And this year I've said it for the first time, it's okay to fire a customer. Yeah. yeah. Because before I was always taking the customer side. Sure. And then I started kind of looking at these, the videos and, and replaying them back. Cause if I got, if we got a one star, Y'all, they knew what kind of morning it was going to be. Yeah. I was pumped up, fired up, pissed off. Like, yeah, you want to you know. Yeah. How yeah. do we get a one star? Yeah. I mean, we've got everything Sure. to our advantage. Yeah. There's not a deal we can't buy. There's not, we have the, we have the experience. We have the backing. We've got my dad. We've got his, you know, we've yeah. got everything. We've got hundreds. And you got of, friendly guys working for you on top. Yeah. yeah. How do we get a one star review? Yeah. Well, we look at some of the common denominators. We fixed some of those common denominators sure. and then we installed a, okay, if we have one, we're going to talk about it. I'm going to put cameras at each one. As, as I started to review it, we started to see sometimes customers are freaking dicks. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Customers can be buttholes, sure. you know? Well, sure. Yeah. They're coming in, you know, they might have to sell the coin that they don't want to sell or they might, they're coming or they could be coming arrogant. from a situation some of that them are just arrogant. You know, could sure. put them in a really bad mood. Come in in some arrogant right? attitude, yep. and you're like, you know, me, I can deal with it. Yeah, I because can deal. It, I, it doesn't bug me. Sure. Yeah. But maybe that guy's been working seven, eight hours already, and this guy comes in and take. Yeah. Let's just take. Uh, we'll take Will for an example. Yeah. You know, four four thirty guy comes in. It's got an attitude. He's tired. He's worn out. You know. Sure. You know, about to close. About to close. You know. Yeah. To me, that customer is is so important. Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, you just gotta have them because yeah. I know what my acquisition, my customer acquisition cost is. Now, these guys don't know that number, but I mean, you do. And I'm saying, but but the, yeah. but yeah. The, you gotta have it. Yeah. When that phone rings, you know, when I hear them lazily answer the phone, I'm yeah. on their ass. Yeah. yeah. You know, no, you got to take care of that customer. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't you quote. You know, it's like I, I hear him. He's like, um, you know. Um, you can tell by the phone call he's asking about a gold eagle, what's your yeah. buy sell or what's your sell what's your sell price? And when they hang up and say, How many coins was he looking for? Oh, I, oh I didn't yeah. ask him. Like, well, how do, how could you how can you quote it if you don't yeah. know how many coins he's looking for? Yeah, you give him a price on one coin, he might yeah. want a hundred. Right. So That's, if he calls Jay Johnson or he calls, you know, Coin Shop X and says, Hey, I got I want to buy a hundred coins, like, yeah, we'll do it for ten bucks less. Well, he's gonna go course. you know, gonna go there. Yeah. You know, you in my opinion didn't do your job. Sure. Right. Sure. So, you know, we have those meetings now We're in, in that we've, we've done better by being able to just look at those problems. But again, that's the difference between you on your own, yeah. you're your own boss, 
You know, I kind of look at myself sometimes and wonder if that's something that I would ever, could I have done that? Yeah. You know, I have three kids and I live across the street. I work with my brothers and my dad and my cousins and everybody else. Yeah. I, I'm not leaving. I would never. But if you would remove those things from those. You those take factors. every, yeah, could I do that? Right. Yeah. You know, and then what, what would my specialty be? What would I, what would I do? Cause you, yeah. you focus, you have a focus, right? You're yeah. not out just kind of buying whatever. Yeah. Trying to upgrade and buy yeah. old. No, older. you have a program. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're yeah. buying ancients. You're buying this, you know, yeah. who you can sell X to. Yep. You can sell this to. I told you a little bit about some, some stuff I'd like to buy from you. Yep. You yep. know, we like spoke, to, yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of how it goes too. Like you, you know, you're out doing stuff already and you're already there. Yeah. And somebody goes, Hey, you know what I could use? I could use this. Like, okay, give me a list. Bam. There you go. And then yeah. you add that to the portfolio. And the next thing yep. you know, you've got 10 customers with those lists and yeah. good business plan. Yeah. Once again, it kind of goes to the standard numismatic, like, right. Like that model where you go, well, I've got this stuff. I know I can sell. Yeah. And it helps you buy when you go in these shops. Heck yeah. Cause you go in and you're already buying these things. You've already done 10 grand, 15 grand of just stuff, stuff that was laying They're around. Happy to get rid of. They're happy to get rid of. And now you're like, well, let me see your us. Let me see whatever. Let me see your ancients. Pop the safe. Yeah. That's what you're always trying to get to, (laughs) especially in Europe, man. These guys don't want to, American guys showing up, you're just, you're an outlier, man. They. Yeah. I'll tell you, let me just tell you, this is a, this is a cool story. So real quick, and I don't, I probably shouldn't tell it, but I'm going to tell it anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) I won't tell the state, but I went to a, I went to a coin shop in the South. Okay. And the guy knew me. Yeah. Okay. And he was like, you're Kenny Duncan's son. Yeah. I said, I am. Yeah, Kenny Duncan Jr. He's like, yeah, you know, I've seen you, you know, I used to go to the shows and blah, blah, blah. And like, blah. So anyway, so we're looking around and I'm looking at all the, all the coins that he has in his case. He got a bunch of coins. Mm-hmm. All of them, as I started to kind of put it together, I felt like everything was memoed. Okay. Based on pricing. Based on and- pricing. I'm like, everything seems to be 10 yeah. to 15% yeah. too high, yeah. even retail. Sure. So I feel like this is like a memo package that yeah. this guy has. So the more I started talking to him, the more I found out that it was a memo package yeah. from a prominent dealer in Florida. So I'm like, show me some albums. You yeah. know? So I just completely show just- me some stuff you've bought over the counter. Hard left, right? Yeah. You know, like, show me some albums. Show me some BU roll. Show me some stuff. So, you know, he worked- He's got this big ass safe, right? So like, um, and the reason I asked about the albums because they're right next to the right next to the safe, yeah. right there on the shelf. So I'm like, what? trying to get him going that direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. psychologically. Fl- yeah, I'm trying to get him to flow that way. So we go in there. So I'm like, look these albums, and I'm like, well, how much are these albums? He's like, well, just put your best number on it. Okay. Yeah. So I look at this, uh, the Washington album is beautiful, right? Yeah. And so I, I just flipped through it. I pay, offered him 2600 bucks because yeah. that's about what I pay for nice yeah. coins that look like, you know, 41S is probably 07. You know, just, you'll yeah. start looking at some of the coins. The, 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 30, the, 40, 34, I mean, the 32 DNS, I think, were like details coins, but it didn't yeah. matter. Sure. But All the other stuff. Yeah. I know I could bail myself out. So I'm like, I'm paying crazy prices. He had a really yeah. pretty Roosevelt dime album. I paid 600 bucks. You yeah. know what I mean? This guy's like all of a sudden, yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah, right? he's probably thinking 250, 300. Yeah, right. Whatever. They, yeah. they sell for 190 yeah. to 210 or something, yeah. right? So anyway, so I start going through this. So I have a stack of albums. And so we start talking about logistics. I'm like, can you put this in a, in a ground? If I send you a label, can yeah. I put this in a ground? And I was like, yeah, I'll do all that. And I was like, and I'll just send you a wire today. And I mean, all of a sudden, like everything changed. Yeah. So he starts telling me about where the coins came from, memo coins. So I start pulling out. I ask him, do you have a light? And all he had was 100 watt. So I get the 100 watt. I start going through. There's a lot of crack outs. Yeah. A lot, a lot of PQ coins. Yeah. So I start stacking them up. 
So I started going to work. And my wife is in the car. No. <laughs> and she's like, uh, what are you doing? I she's was like, texting you. I said, I'm I said, hungry. I said, I'm going to be here for a while. I was like, why don't you go to the mall? You know, take the kids to the mall. Yeah. I'm just going to be here. Give me an hour. So remember, I shipped this deal back. Yep. So about three hours later, I'm in everything in the safe. I mean, I'm looking at all the yeah. freaking coins. And I mean, this guy had, I bought the prettiest 85 proof half and seven. It was an old green tag holder. It was beautiful. I still yeah. have it. It was a monster. I bought a, a 20 cent piece, uh, a proof 20 cent piece in four that, you know, ended up doing very well. I bought a whole bunch of stuff that this guy had. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, that doesn't happen all the time. Sure. You know, if does if there is 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 that is he gonna get there? Is yeah. if you know I start putting dealers that do this stuff in, sure, in sure. my in my shoes and it's like it's like unlocking yeah, you know. Yep. And I come back, the first thing I do is I tell my guys, I'm like, listen, guys, you have to realize that if a guy brings a deal in the first time, it doesn't necessarily mean that's all they got. No. Yeah. Right? It's no. usually just a couple. A lot of guys are right. fishing. Yeah. And they're phone fishing too. And that's why you got to be so attentive on the phone. Yeah. You've got to be attentive. You I know? think I was watching the uh, episode you did with Albanese and he mentioned Simpson. Mm-hmm. First coin that he had bought from legend was, yeah. you know, a few hundred dollars CC Morgan. Yeah. yeah. A the generic, guys put together one of the best sets in the world a generic, with them. A generic Morgan for a couple yeah. hundred bucks. Yeah. Liked the way he got treated, liked the quality of the coin, whatever. Everything went well and the rest is history. It's funny. We had uh, Seth from... Uh, uh, Witter coin on here last week, yep. and he was telling me about the the progression from bullion buyers to pre thirty three buyers. Okay, and we don't do that as much. Matt and I do. Yeah, I say so. Matt, when Matt and I are up there, but you see us today. There's there's yeah. Matt and I are not on the floor. Yeah, like there's there's no sure. there's no way. Yeah, like logistically, it doesn't make sense now. But when we 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 when we were up there, we were converting customers left and right. Yeah. Well, you knew yeah. that too because we were buying twenties from you guys. Uh-huh. Um, and trying to get people, employees to get out of their comfort zone to do that is really tough. Yeah. You yeah. know, and selling retail coins in a coin shop is a lot tougher in yes. even us with our reputation, all of our advertising, yeah. you know, just, you know. Well, one of the things is even with, I remember no matter how much experience you have as a dealer, if somebody focuses and the only thing they collect are. Barber has, they know so much more about that, than you that series than you're yeah. ever going to know because that's all they buy. Yeah. They're looking for dye marriage or they're looking for yeah, this. Yeah, stuff you're for... never going to be able to remember because you have to remember all the different series of coins and, and just so many different, so many other factors that yeah. you're not going to be smarter than the collector. Yeah. Just not. We, we started, instead of pushing people in doing sets, we started doing typesets. Yeah. And that has been, so a little tip for smaller coin chops. Um, Typesets. It's a good segue to get them into something. And then if they start, let's just say, because you can buy a three cent nickel for four or 500 bucks in gym. You know, you can yeah. buy a two cent piece, a 64. You can buy a two cent piece for four or 500 bucks. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of cool coins you can buy that are under five or 600 bucks. Sure. That you can start a little mini typeset. Sure. And then once, you know, you start, you got to get them the right information. You got to get them the book. You know, you got to get them something to read. I, I give I give away Jeff Garrett's 100 Greatest Coins, Coin Books. Um, Jeff, I need another couple hundred of those, by the way. Yeah. We give them out like candy here. Um, yeah. That's just, perfect. Yeah. You know, just hoping to get, 
you know, and I've got it. We got a couple of guys on those books that love them. They're like, oh my God, I, I got to have a 56 Flying Eagle. I mean, yeah. I don't, I can't tell you how many 56 Flying Eagles we sold this year. Nice coin. I mean, just a great it's, it's coin. A good, it's a good collector yeah. And coin. I want to buy it back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these are coins I want to buy back. Sure. You know, I tell these guys, listen. Well, it's nice I'm, whenever you do buy them back and they make money. Yeah. Our and job. And to all their friends, you know. Listen, we've, we have, I just paid uh, one of our customers. I sold him an 87 proof 20 and four plus deep cam CAC. It's PCGS coin. I sold to him in 2017. I think I sold to him for like 125000 or something. Mm-hmm. I just bought it back for, he made a substantial profit. Yeah. And he was like, damn, Kenny. He was like, I, I didn't, I didn't really know what, you know, what, I just bought it because you told me to buy it. I didn't, yeah. you know, and, I, and he's like, what else yeah. do I got in there? And I sold him a complete 93 proof set. Okay. Silver to gold. And, Everything was cacked except the five lib, which is five. It's a six ultra cam. Okay. So, Monster you know, I, I told him, I gave him a number on that. And he was like, well, shit. He's like, he's like, well, can I buy any sets? I was like, yeah, we can start building you sets. So I start, so I'm building. Because now them. he's realized like, oh, wow, this isn't yeah. actually made money on this. Yeah. yeah. These guys are really taking care of me. Sure. Right. And that buyback, when we, when we installed that buyback, we do it. So we do a 10% buyback. And I, you know, I think you know this, but yeah. we do a 10% buyback on everything that's not bullion related or I don't like to do it on like high reliefs and stuff like that. Anything mm-hmm. that's tied to gold because you know, it's so, so volatile and liquid and the numbers can change day to day quickly. Right. Yeah. But I don't mind doing it. I don't mind doing it almost on anything that's cacked. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, cat coins are just... They hold value. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's a, sta- it's a staple it. for a nice coin, right? Yeah. Dude, it just... Everyone it, knows it, so... It works. I mean, yeah. you know... doesn't mean that there's well, not yeah, a lot of nice coins... All you have to do is nice look at auction records. ...without cat <laughs> it's stickers pretty, on them. You can... And let me just tell you, I've, I've been to... I've been to more coin shows this year than I've ever been to. Even... Well, I say not this time. Back in our, back in our back day, in the day, man. No, <laughs> golly, we can speak for... Five hours about. We'd be on the road three, four months out of the year, man. It was. um, It was tough. It was rough. I was just talking with somebody earlier, and I was like, I couldn't do that again. It was tough. I couldn't do. We doing twenty coin shows a year at least, and like A and A was two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I thought y'all you worked doing three like weeks straight. Forty coin shows or more. It might have been. I I know we were going every other weekend. Every I, other I never because right now they never had 20, a girlfriend. Twenty shows. A week. I never had a girlfriend. Yeah. I never. Yeah, it made made Mary life hard and made being a dad hard and yeah you were going through some difficult stuff sure because you weren't there yeah it and was you used against me it was used against me in the divorce the well, fact that I was gone so much yeah but you were building though you know Absolutely. you were building you were yeah. building your reputation you know I remember I remember the conversation when it was like we got to get Ryan up here yeah you know yeah I worked in the retail store to start I, I know worked, yeah. I worked over the counter yeah. buying. Yeah, but this I, guy you, showed you, up you every day in book. Slacks. You gave me a red book. I, I used to <laughs> work how, summers. Before I went to work, I read the red book. I was going to say, I used to work summers with, with you yep. at, the, at the shop. Yeah. So did Elliot. Ryan and Elliot, too. Yeah, yeah, Elliot, too. Ryan showed up in Slacks, buttoned down, in a, a tie. Every day. Every single day. Yep. 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 And I'm telling you right now, and I'm telling you guys right now, as an employee and as an employer, he went from... The new guy that didn't know jack crap about coins. I remember telling you one day, I said, stop calling it St. Gaudens. I said, just call them saints. saints. Yep. <laughs> I yep. mean, like he didn't know yeah, a damn no thing about coins to the second chair. And, you know, 
what I believe, and I don't. I mean, it doesn't matter. But in in a, in a in a really big coin, in a, in, yeah. a, in a big coin company, yeah. you know, in a, in a in a coin company that has a lot of respect. I yeah. actually saw an old picture of the uh, my, my old work attire downstairs, and I had that god awful lime green shirt. <laughs> and I remember, like, I wore it one day. You're like, you know, you dress nice, but. <laughs> I don't think I, I think it hurt my feelings. I don't think I, but it was good advice. At the moment, I was like, "Man, I like this shirt." And now looking back, I'm like, "He was right." He was right. <laughs> he just had my best interest at heart. Uh, I'm not to tell you this, man, but yeah, um, that lime green great. isn't cutting it. You're gonna regret that in 20 years. But that whole like dress for the job or dress for the you know the position yeah. you want. Not the show one up you on have. time. Yeah, right. Show up early. Dress, no, yeah, he was show early. I'd be right. waiting in the parking lot. I remember Dad Take books home. would tell me. Before you came upstairs, he's like, man, he's, he's there every morning. You know, it, it's the type of things that smart men look for in employees. Yeah. Because you know that they're groomable. Good attitude. Yeah. You know they're groomable. Yeah. If, if they have the instinct, it's like Will, you know, like yeah. my brother Will. He's pretty much first one here every yeah. day. I wish you would dress a little better. Um, <laughs> but I've got a lime green shirt you can have, Will. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but he's got all the right things that you know that you can mold into the intangibles, a good employee. things that you can't teach. Work yeah. ethic, yeah. you can't teach. The work guy ethic. that's late five minutes every day systematically, yeah. there's a problem. Sure, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, there's some type of problem. If it yeah. happens once, it's one thing, but now it's just like I don't know if you understand the way traffic works. Every but single yeah, you day, you need to leave five minutes earlier. Yeah. Systematic earlier. issue, then there's something behind it. Sure, you know yeah. you're freaking lazy in my opinion yeah. at some point whether it's like you're lazy between the hours of 6 and 9 a.m and then yeah. you're a baller from yeah. 9 to 5 but you know we've fired employees over it yeah you know just because i feel like there's something else going on and i just don't want that you yeah because our guys because our core we i told you we pay them well yeah and they protect that our our showroom they yeah. protect yeah. it with their with their life, sure. that's their livelihood. Yeah, you know, that's their livelihood. That's how it should be. And you know, that's what we built. And if you don't mix well and you don't show up well, they're not going to rat on you. They're just going to tell. They're going to say, "Hey, listen, you don't. I don't even hear about it anymore." Yeah, yeah. I don't I mean, hear about. They it. they clean it yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we don't. Yeah, because it's not fair to the other guys. And no, that's what that's how they're going to feel. Like I'm not going to get here early every day, and you're showing up late. No, they and they take it personal. Yeah, yeah. and you're getting should. us bad yeah. reviews, and we're you know. 415 we're going on to another gear of trying to take care of whoever's trying to come do business with us and maybe they left work a little you yeah. know a little early so yeah. they could come over just to see us and we don't want to do business or we have a bad attitude or no or we're ready to go home or they they're they're there so they're they change gears and take care of the customer and that's yeah. super important absolutely yeah well I'll say it was great having you on. Yeah, I enjoyed it. it. Good seeing you. Enjoyed yep. it. I was glad enjoyed that, it. that you I enjoyed the enchiladas more, but <laughs> you have to send, send my uh send my thanks to uh Pam once more, please. I will. <laughs> I will. Um it was uh it was really awesome to have you on, man. And yep. it's always good to see you. Love you, brother. Likewise. And um so um anyway, hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. One of our best friends, Ryan in the house. Um just awesome catching up with him, um, hearing a little bit about COVID. Um, in another country, you know, where he, he decided he was going to go take his business elsewhere and um, got locked down for 90 days. Yeah, lots of fun. Leave me a review, Space Cowboy BCN. <laughs> that's right. Trip advisor. Trip advisor, trip advisor. That's Number one right. bar. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I hope to see you out there. 
and we'll get out there. Pam's been bugging me, and now you know things have started to lighten up a little bit. We'll be yeah. getting out there. So anyway, yeah. guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, the Coin, uh, Coin Shop Podcast, Maddie D, Ryan, yeah. Kenny, appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for the support. You've been listening to The Coin Shop Podcast with your host, Kenny and Matthew Duncan. For more information, please check out uscoinsandjewelry.com. And please join us again soon for another edition of The Coin Shop Podcast.